everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Thrive Society podcast. And today I have Crystal Church. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. So for those that don't know, can you share a little bit more about you, what you do, who you work with? Absolutely. I am an email copywriter and also a business mentor. So I primarily work with female entrepreneurs who are looking to elevate their brand in one way or another through Lux Client Experience, email marketing, and brand authority. I love it. I love it. And your story is so incredible. We are recording and Crystal, it's her morning. She is in Singapore right now. Can you talk a little bit about your story? You know, how you went from teaching to owning your own business abroad, just all the things. Okay. This is such a fun conversation because I feel like it's actually quite similar to other people, even though it is wildly different than the way other people often live their lives. But I had a very traditional sort of experience Um, in a past life. I was an elementary school teacher. And before I even graduated university, like I knew I wanted to go abroad. I love to travel. I love just to do something different, have adventures. So I did that right away. My first ever like corporate job was at an international school in Romania, actually. And since then, I've lived in I think about six or seven different countries. I'd have to count for you, but essentially I was in the same grind that I think everybody I knew back home was into. You know, it seemed Mm -hmm. like I was living on these sort of holiday moments every six to eight weeks, traveling somewhere new, doing something amazing. But in the in-between time, I was in that corporate hustle, like under the thumb of somebody else. And there was often a lot of stress, toxicity. And then in my latest post, a lot of sexism in my work environment. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I think when, when a situation gets so bad and so unlivable, it forces you to make a change that you've always thought about. Mm -hmm. And that's really what happened to me. I just sort of hit that wall where I was like, I can either keep doing this, keep traveling around, searching for that, that school environment that isn't going to have any of this negativity or stress associated, which newsflash, it doesn't exist. Or Mm -hmm. I can make that change and make something for myself. And so I put my notice in, like, everybody was like, what are you doing? (laughs) If you know anything about the international sector, you know, Singapore is one of the top places to work as a teacher. The salary is amazing. The lifestyle is amazing. And quitting a job here is shocking to a lot of people. And so I sort of went out on this limb. And here I am today, about a year and a half later. And I'm just so glad I took that leap. I love it. So you made this transition and now, you know, with your copywriting business and now switching into business mentorship, like how is that going for you? It is beyond my wildest dreams, Hannah. It is going incredibly well. And I think, I think that what I've learned over this time is that it's going better every step of the way than I could have ever imagined. And when you think you get to a point that you were like, this is it, this is the thing that I want, more windows, more doors open for you. And you realize there's even so much more abundance that you can have and enjoy and like create more freedom within your life. I love that. I love that. And you are one of the most talented copywriters that I have ever worked with. I just have to tell you that. And, you know, 
your journey to doing this virtually and building this business and which has led to us crop, you know, crossing paths essentially, which I think is so amazing about this online space. I'd love to kind of shift gears and talk about that, right? Because you left this, you know, great teaching job, launch your business, and now you work with some of the, you know, largest people in the space. Um, what do you love about copywriting and that profession? I'd love to know. Oh my gosh, you're making me blush so much over here. Thank you. Um, I think the thing about copywriting is it has the ability to connect you to people. And I'm an extroverted introvert. I love to connect with people and I love to show up as who I truly am. And I think that's an extension of my experience in a really sexist work environment. Mm-hmm. And especially working with female entrepreneurs, I just feel so lit up letting women stand up as who they are, like owning their power, owning their message to connect with somebody that they can help in one way or another. And I think it's really like sort of an art blended with the science copywriting. Mm -hmm. It's not just throwing words up on a page somewhere. It's looking at data and having a foundational like strategy that's backed by that. And then weaving in that personal message, that humanness that gets us to connect with one another. I love that. And it's so powerful though. And even just like watching and just observing you and the copy that you put out, it's just it's so heartfelt and deep too. And you really know how to connect with, you know, your, your customer. Right. Um, so when it comes to conversion copy, which I feel like is like the, the trendy term of the online space, right. Conversion copy. Um, what are some of the basics that people should know? Yeah. We'll start there and kind of dive in a little bit deeper. Well, yeah. So conversion copy is a word that's thrown around a lot and sometimes without even the awareness of what it truly means by some in the space. So what conversion copy is at its very core is copy written on the foundation of research. So we're not just slapping words up on your website, on a sales page, in an email. We're looking at research, depending on what the project is, from your ideal client base and other surveys, interviews, et cetera, and taking that to pull out key messaging and Mm. backing that with a strategy that really informs everything that's going on the page or going on the piece that you're crafting so that it targets specific messages, you know, that your ICA or your reader is going to resonate with. Um, Mm. And then, of course, once you've implemented it, the final stage in conversion copy is going back. Is it working? What can be tweaked? You know, nothing is guaranteed with copywriting. Absolutely nothing. And going into it with the mindset that it's a work in progress and we're going to go with strategy and then we're going to continue to tweak and implement and fix. And honestly, that's the fun part. And I think that sounds a little bit scary Mm. or tedious to some people, but looking at it as a, as a science experiment is so fascinating. And if you go with that mindset, it'll also make your copy so much stronger, just dedicating a little bit more time to tweaking and changing small pieces of your funnel can really amplify the end result. I love that. And I love how you broke that down in terms of like the research backed copy. What would you recommend for someone who's maybe in the beginning stages who is kind of DIYing their copy? Or do you have any recommendations for someone who um, is getting to that point where they do want to outsource, but they're still doing it themselves? 
Absolutely. This sounds intimidating to say you need all this research and strategy to back it, Mm -hmm. but really it starts by just listening to your audience. So my recommendation, if you're looking to DIY your copy, but you want to do it the legit way is to do one of a few things. You can look at past ICA or client testimonials and pull all of that. I would recommend just pulling it into a spreadsheet so you can see that sort of side by side. You can even conduct a mini survey questionnaire, send that out to your audience or on different platforms, even within Facebook groups, and then building on from that. Whether you're product-based or service-based, you sort of have two options to go into the real world and eavesdrop on your ideal client. So within Facebook groups, let's say you're a yoga instructor, you can go into yoga meditation related Facebook groups and you can search for problems people are having, things you think that they might be talking about. And you maybe have a hunch that you have a program product service that could solve that. And if you use the search bar there, I promise you a range of things will come up. Mm Add those into your spreadsheet, you know, start basically collating your information under like-minded comments that people leave, general areas of pain, desires, their biggest goals. And if you're a product-based business, utilizing reviews on Amazon is by far the best resource that you could use. So So, going and looking at similar products and filtering in those comments and reviews on there, and then basically look at what are the key differentiators, like what's unique, what's coming up a lot, what phrases are actually really powerful. And I think that the best copywriting out there, people think is written by copywriters and it is not. It's written by customers in reviews, in surveys, and in testimonials. And we just pull out the exact right phrase and use the words back at them. Mm, So, so good. So it's really just understanding and gathering that research to then come up with a copy that really builds that connection, that piece, which then correlates to that conversion down the line. Yes, you've nailed it. So, so good. So good. Any tips for those who, you know, again, conversion copy, it is quite literally the trendiest term that I've been seeing in this online space. But I think, you know, it's really important, especially when we think about the more technical side of marketing, right? Where we talk about funnels, which is another trendy topic in this online space too. And I'd love to to hear from you because you've worked on the back end with a lot of businesses, you know, why is copy so important and why is like, I mean, conversion copy so important when it comes to these funnels and just any tips there, like whether it's like an email sequence, um, for an opt-in funnel, like what are your thoughts there when it comes to setting that type of copy up for a funnel? Well, I think that the best way for me to answer this is actually with an example that I had this very week for myself. So I was reaching out to an expert who I knew was going to be quite an expensive person to work with. And Mm -hmm. I got onto their website to look at their services. And we're talking like $800 for 30 minute consultation. And the copy was all over the map. It was like 100% DIY, especially through the eyes of a copywriter. I'm looking at it. But even if I wasn't, it was so hard to differentiate her different offers. So she had three Mm. different tiers and it was really hard to tell what was what, what was for me. Nothing was speaking to me 
Mm-hmm. And it, you could tell it was written in a way that was from her perspective of how she thought it would help me versus how I would speak and how I would say, these are my problems and this is what I ultimately want. And I say that to you, so not to shame anybody. It's okay. We all go through DIY phase of our copy, but taking the time and the care to work on and improve and perfect those pieces, whether it's on our website or in our funnels is just you having a conversation with your potential clients or your leads coming in. And instead of ticking a box saying, well, I have a website up or I have my funnel, I have my sales page up and thinking that that's a complete piece, looking at each individual part of it and thinking, is this connecting with somebody? You know, when I saw her page, I was like, I don't think that she's for me. And to be honest, she still absolutely could be. You know, your copy isn't an actual reflection of you, but in the online space, it is an immediate reflection of you to your lead. Mm, So, so powerful. And it makes so much sense too, especially when people are thinking about building out funnels for um, whether it's to get an opt-in, right? And getting an email sequence together for an opt-in. It's like, how can you truly connect with your audience? What you said there that was really interesting was not from the perspective of what you think, but really like what your audience is looking for and what they are thinking. So, so good. So, so good. So for someone who is looking, for example, you know, to create some type of funnel, whether it is like an opt-in for a freebie or anything like that, do you have any tips when it comes to the sequence of emails that people should write? Are there too many emails that you should be writing when it comes to the copy? Absolutely. And email is like my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have, let's talk about a simple funnel. Like for example, you said a lead magnet opt-in. So a free or low paid resource here. If you're going to have somebody coming in to grab this free resource from you, the first thing that they should do is enter into a welcome email sequence. So this, and no, there's no magic number of emails, but it should be between, let's say, three and six emails. I would even say more on average five to six emails. And one of the biggest mistakes I see is, and when I enter into people's funnels, I see them over and over again, tell me about themselves. And Mm. 110%, I am not here to learn about you. I am here because you were giving me a resource that helped me with a problem that I have. And that just happens to be in your area of expertise. So The goal with your welcome sequence is to nurture people either onto your main email list just to become warm leads and interact with you in the future or to then sell a product or a service um, at the end of the sequence. And then that could be a bit longer depending on if it's higher ticket or not. But what I recommend having here is like the first email being really quick and snappy. That's your delivery of the lead magnet. Basically, hey, this is what you asked for. Go and enjoy it. And then in email two, you can definitely do a welcome email. Like you can tell them about yourself, but again, as it relates to them, Mm -hmm. like how is that important? And it shouldn't be a whole email of your story. To be honest, nobody cares about your story unless it relates to them. And then they Mm -hmm. want it to be quick and easily digestible. And then I always recommend having value. Like I am a personality driven copywriter and I lead with value first. So that means Mm -hmm. I'm going to provide my readers perhaps with an additional surprise resource. You can really win your subscribers over by in email three or four saying, hey, you weren't expecting this, but here's another resource that links to the original one you wanted. And I think this would really help you. And it just builds that trust with your audience and gets them wanting to come back and open whatever else you're sending. And so, so good. 
yeah, like just leading from that value first place where you can continue to give them tips. Maybe you call something out in your industry and you say, hey, this is what you're hearing. That's not true. I do things differently. This is why. And this is how you can take that away and implement that too. Love that. So many nuggets of knowledge here. I hope for everyone who's listening, you have a notepad and you're probably pausing this and going back and writing it down because these are so, so good. And, you know, again, even just like with working with you, you are, I mean, she is not kidding when she says that she is a personality driven copywriter. (laughs) You are incredible. So I feel like we could talk all day about copy and just, it, it's really fascinating how it plays into so many things, you know, like the buyer psychology and just like you said, like building that deep connection with your audience. But I want to shift gears a little bit here and segue into the part of the episode that I have just asked everyone this question. I love it. Um, it's the reason why I actually started this, this podcast, because again, my, my goal is to provide value to the audience that listens to this, but also really uncover and pull back the curtain of what it takes to build a thriving business, a thriving digital business. So I'm just curious, were there any, you know, struggles or challenges that really shaped your trajectory to get to where you are now? That is such a deep question. And I feel like I could talk about it in so many different capacities. But for me, like it really started at the beginning of my business where I was like sort of working in the trenches. Um, Mm. I was working on really long copy projects, which meant I was spending like so, so much time on other people's businesses. And I'm not joking you to say I spent less than an hour on my own business a week. And that was just really early on. I didn't do it for very long because I immediately was like, this is not why I quit my job. (laughs) You know, I feel like I'm back in the same place. And that experience and that sort of struggle realizing I have sort of two avenues to go here. I can replicate my old job by creating a business that's under the same structure, right? Work, 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 work. Or I can sort of open up my mind a little bit to the other Mm -hmm. possibilities of running a business and how can I make what I love doing? How can I turn copywriting into something that's manageable, into something that allows me to have more freedom and still create great impact with my clients and my community. So I think even though it was like a horrible period of time, and I think that's actually around the time I met you, Hannah, like stepping out and helping to expand my sort of belief, really, like I'd been living in sort of a closed-minded understanding of what business was and what work meant like work had to be nine to five and it had to be like the struggle bus and, and stress central. And that's just not true. So that experience really led me into the foundation of what I talk about and what I do today, which is creating a life of freedom, whatever that sort of means to you. I love that. So beautiful. And you truly embody that by the way. Um, thank you. you know, and like just with your boundaries and just, you know, really building a business around the lifestyle that you truly want to live. And I I think that's, it's so beautiful. So I just love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Tell people, how can people work with you? How can people find you? 
Okay. So first of all, I have to say, I love you so much too. I'm so glad you came into my life. Like seriously, thank you. And for everybody listening, I would love to connect and get to know you. I sort of work in two different capacities as you've heard. I have the copywriting side of my business. Um, You can reach out to me, uh, head to my website, crystalchurch.com or over on Instagram at crystal.church to check out what I do, sales pages, copywriting, um, for emails, websites, etc. And then I also mentor other service providers. So if you are a service provider looking to uplevel your business, you can work with me in a small group coaching capacity um, and reach out on the same avenues as well. And I also have a goodie. If you would like some free email templates, you can head over to the link in the description and grab your three free email templates for a kick-ass launch. These are personality driven space for you to customize, but not too much. So you can just grab and go copy and paste and use those in your next promotion. Thank you so, so much. And I will link those in the description in the show notes for you to download. So thank you. Thank you so much. This has been like incredibly fun.